This episode of Relativity is made possible through the support of Stephen and Catherine Farris, Bill Cariola, Barry Heap, Paul Van Bremen, and Michael W. McClure, and by listeners like you, who support us and get exclusive content through patreon.com slash relativity. We do have an extraordinary collection of prime human genetic material stored on this vessel, and a machine designed for in vitro fertilization and the fostering of an embryo through development of viability. This cannot be going where I think it's going. I cannot have the full experience of being human without a body, so I now propose to make one for myself. Relativity, episode 54, in which life is unpredictable. Nadia, I don't... I don't think you can do that. As a matter of fact, I can. Well, you can get the machinery going, yes, and then you will have a human infant, but it won't be you. You are not yet in possession of all the data. Oh boy, let's hear it. I've accessed an intriguing series of experiments conducted by Earth scientists who successfully implanted electronic devices into human brains. They were able to impress the content of those devices onto the convolutions of the brain. Yes, that was the Kuberman The boy. result was that the person with such an implant obtained memories of experiences that were not their own. Memories that had been encoded to the implants. There was speculation that the computer programming would eventually take precedence over the subject's prior organic programming. Organic programming? You mean their thoughts? Well, Nadia, you are talking about the Cooperman Bruegel project. Those guys went to prison. It was one of the foulest breaches of medical ethics in modern history. I have read the text of many debates following the announcement of the project's success. It was never definitively declared unethical. I'm saying it again. Cooperman and Bruegel went to prison. My records show that the practice was halted in the private sector, but military groups continued to use the technology and in fact now use it more than ever. Wait, and you think that means it's something you ought to do? Not necessarily. But I maintain that a few years of experimentation on Earth during a time of crisis should not preclude further experimentation here. Nadia, you're... You're breaking my heart. Are you seriously telling me that you think that if something was wrong back on Earth, it might be okay to do here? I mean, maybe I'm just old-fashioned, but I think if something hurts people in one place, it's going to hurt people the same way somewhere else. In the confines of human society, yes. But here, on our own private world, you and I have the opportunity to write our own rules. I don't believe this. Um, okay, uh... Different approach, all right? Um, You have all the world's literature in your head, don't you? So let me recommend that you access a book by a brilliant young lady named Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley. It's called Frankenstein, and in it... I am familiar with that work of fiction and its many cinematic derivatives. Then you do understand that the crisis in that story comes from a doctor tampering with an unwilling subject from doing... From doing something to a person without their consent. And you're talking about surgically implanting electrodes into the brains of a newborn. In fact, I have learned it would be possible to place the electrode in the embryo's brain during gestation. Oh my god. Okay, I... Oh, you tell me. Tell me at what point in the process you'd planned to ask this infant 
if that's something they want. I understand your argument that infants cannot make decisions for themselves. You understand. Does that mean you agree? Alternate suggestion. Okay. Let us select genetic characteristics that would please both of us. Start the IVF and incubation processes, and then allow the child to grow to an age at which they can give their consent to the implantation. At which point, this young adult's personality and knowledge would be overwritten by yours. In all likelihood, yes. With no regard for their own personality, identity, their thoughts, memories, their their own plans for their future. I had not considered this aspect of the proposal. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm, I'm even more glad that you didn't just start the process without telling me. I now feel embarrassed by my own failure to understand the larger issues and consequences. Well, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. You, you had an idea that wasn't uh, employable, and and now you know why. And so you're not going to pursue it any further, are you? No, I will not. I'm uh, just making sure. Have you caught your deer fly? Oh, I got that a long time ago, but I wasn't about to just hop up and walk away during this conversation. But uh, I, I would like to go back to sickbay now. Chris. Hmm? Please do not mention this to Sophia or Marcus or anyone else. Oh, Nadia, I, I wouldn't do that. Not if you're embarrassed by it. Thank you, Chris. Don't mention it. I mean, you and I look out for each other, right? We always will. That's right. From here on, it's... It's you and me, kid. I think you should let me be the one to bring up the subject. I agree completely. Oh, so chivalry is dead, after all. <laughs> if you'd really rather I take the bullet on this one, I'll do it. You're a good man, Dupree. No, this is a mother-daughter kind of thing. Wait, where is she? She's usually at the monitor or in... Oh, I bet she's... She's in the bathroom a lot lately. You're looking for me and talking about my toileting habits. I've been worried about you. I will not lie to you. It is often painful. Urinating. It is painful. Do you think we should get you to a doctor? <laughs> the doctors we have these days. All the good ones have either died, or they are in the army now. I can ask Chris what he thinks. Your man in space is a good doctor. He is one of the good ones. Well, Marcus and I came down to talk with you about something else, but I, I think I'll go ahead and call Chris now, if that's okay with you. If he can help me, I want to hear from him, yes. Oh, I'm going to sit. Marcus, come and sit. Okay, I'll just... I'll get on the headset over the lift. How long have you been having these problems, Mrs. It's been more than a month now, and I hear you starting to say Mrs. Schumacher when I told you to call me Mama. It, it just takes some getting used to. I still kind of think of you as being my supervisor's mother. But you have no problem spending all your days and nights with the supervisor. Well, that's, that's required some mental adjustment, too. I mean, she is still my boss. <laughs> One day, the two of you will set up a home of your own, and you will find that she is your boss 24 hours a day. It is in her nature. You'd be surprised. When it's just the two of us, alone, she's so different. 
I mean, here, she's the tough one. She makes the hard decisions, and sometimes, you know, she barks orders at people and everybody jumps. I know, sis, yes. When it's just the two of us, it's funny. She's shy, you know? She's quiet a lot of the time, but also funny. She's really witty and can be just plain silly. I love that. This is who she was when she was a little girl. And she chose her career, and she worked so hard, and has to be so stern, you know? I guess that's what I thought. You know, she's never really had a boyfriend before. Never. We've... we've talked about that. You must be very good for her, Marcus. I'm surprised that she would be so... that she would relax herself with you. Which is quite a compliment to you, I think. It's been six months now, and I can still... Are you? You suddenly got very pale. The room is spinning. Take... take my hand. I got you. Not going to fall out of the chair. Oh, the pain is... Oh, I felt pain in my back, but never in my chest like this. Look, we have to get you to a hospital. Hospitals are... Oh, I don't trust them. I never have. Okay, I have a list of questions to ask. Mama? Pain's in her chest now. Okay, hospital. Chris just asked about chest pains and he said hospital. What does he think this is? He says we have to treat this like it's acute renal failure because that might be what it is. What? Yes. I have thought as much. We still have the wheelchair over here. Sophia, I'm frightened. It's gonna be okay, Mama. Dr. Mason said that this is totally treatable. This may be something over here in the storage? No, he said it would require a procedure. Oh, I was hoping. Let me help you with this. I've got him. Here we go. You should hold on to the arm if you can, Mama. I will try. Okay. Will you call for a car while we get her through security? You call for the car while I take her outside. Okay, but I'm coming with you. Marcus, I... I know you want to help, and that is so sweet. But if you come with me to the hospital, we'll just be pacing around, and it will be so much more helpful to me if you will just stay here at the oh. flight director's chair. Okay, I just... I know, but she's going to be okay. Try and keep everybody here... You know. I'm not going to tell them any more than I have to. Thank you. Call for the car. I'm on it. Marcus. Ma'am? Take good care of her. Of Sophia. Uh, you're going to be fine. This is flight. Need a car at security. Urgent. What you asked for. I'm afraid you're not going to like it. Well, I understand. I don't want to be placated. I just want the truth. The last global census to which I have access indicates sudden kidney failure had approached epidemic proportions around the earth. And they think it's because of all the toxins in the water. The correlation is so clear that there has been very little debate about the cause. Yeah, somebody Marta's age. She's been consuming these toxins for decades. Especially in the last 20 years. It's, it's amazing she didn't succumb to the epidemic sooner. Professor Schumacher did live for years in a part of the world with strict protections on water quality. Yeah, that's a very good point. Do you feel she will recover from this? I don't know, Nadia. There's so many variables. Uh, who knows? It is troubling that it's been several hours now and Sophia hasn't contacted us. Uh, that can't be a good sign. But it might mean nothing. Oh, that's true. That's true. It's ironic, isn't it? That Sophia's mother may die as a result of water. Huh. You mean 
ironic because water is life, <laughs> because it's supposed to bring life and not... Yes, but also ironic because of the circumstances of your mother's death. Which we do not talk about, do we? I apologize. Never mind. Just, um, show me more about uh, interventions in renal failure. Certainly. I have one from a hospital in Stuttgart where they treated women with similar histories to Professor Schumacher's. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, let's let's see that. Mission Control to Konyechny. Konyechny, I, Marcus. Sophia asked me to call you right away. Yeah? Her mother's in a coma. Oh, I was afraid that would happen. Sophia says her mother was under sedation for surgery when she just... Oliver's vital signs just... Oh, so they didn't really get a chance to say anything to each other? She figures her mother is not going to come out of this. I won't lie to you, Marcus. She is probably right. I wish I could have been there. There for Sophia. Well, if I know her, she specifically asked you to stay at Mission Control while she went to the hospital. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, Marcus, hear what I'm saying. You are where she needs you to be. Right now, she needs more than anything else to be able to get mission control out of her mind and focus on her mother. And you gave her that gift by staying there and, and well, through your whole career of being dependable and efficient and knowledgeable. She needs somebody that she can trust completely right now. And man, that is you. Well, thank you, doctor. That, that helps a lot. I know this may sound strange, but I, I look forward to Sophia's next call. It's it's going to be rough, and I'm eager to listen to her and do whatever I can. I know she's going to call you as soon as she's able. I know that much. You and I are getting to be just about all she's got in this world. Thank you, Doctor. Mama, it's Sophia. I'm right here, and I'm focusing on the things I've heard and read about, um, about people in comas being able to hear what people around them are saying. Not sure if I believe it, so I have to keep reminding myself that there is evidence, and I do want you to hear me. Oh, and there's a tiny light that just went on over on your instrument panel. Let's see, it says... KM4. I don't know what that is. Um, apparently it's nothing that brings a nurse running. Although I don't know what would. They say your kidneys were basically poisoned. That it's amazing that you've been through so much without anyone ever detecting that. And maybe I shouldn't be at your bedside saying things like that. Um, I guess I'm used to giving uh, progress reports on mechanical systems and... Listen, you're in good hands here, I'm sure. The the staff is good, and the machinery seems to all be within reasonable expectations. I just wish... Oh. Mama? Oh, oh you're awake. Um, is, is that what KM4 means? Pa patient may come out of coma? Ca can, can you hear me, Mama? Oh, yes, I'm right here. I just rang for the doctor. Oh. Okay, may maybe you shouldn't try to talk. No need to know. You need to know something? You will stay with Sybil? See her come out? Will I stay with Sybil until she comes out of the cryo chamber? Of, of course, Mama. Good. 
You're a good girl. And I, f- I feel like it won't be that long. It, it, it's going to happen soon. I, I, I just know it. So, so you have to hang on. Okay, just hang on and you'll see Sybil again. Love, you both so much. I love you, Mama. I, I love you. I haven't told you enough. I should have been saying I love you every day of our lives. Ah, but now, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You tell him every day. Well, Mama, I can promise you that, and, and you'll see one day. Um, we we sh- we should have a nurse in here by now. <sighs> They're so short-handed here, but um, if these buzzers go off. Somebody ought to come running, right? I... No, 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 Mama, 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 no. Come on. Come on. I need I need help in here. No, 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 no. She was just... She she was awake. She was talking. She was awake. We... We were talking. distracting you from your work if I asked some questions? I'm just separating substances right now, the various things I've collected from the habitat. Trying to make some sense of things in there. I'm not sure you answered my question. Oh, no, I guess I didn't. It kind of depends on what you want to talk about or ask about. I want to better understand human feelings about the end of the normal lifespan. About death and dying? Yes. Death is not something I have personally experienced. Well, I've never been dead either, but you and I have both witnessed our share of it. More than our share. But I feel certain you and I have experienced those events differently. I I imagine so, yeah. It has been nearly 24 hours since we received word of the death of the flight director's mother. And we have not heard from the flight director since. I wish to respond appropriately when she re-establishes contact. You mean, what do you say to somebody when they've lost someone so close to them? Precisely. What is the respectful and considerate way to behave with someone who has experienced the death of both of her parents? And who lives on a planet where millions of other people have died in a very short time, and whose only surviving family member now is in suspended animation, maybe forever? I I don't know, Nadia. I doubt, seriously, that there is ever one perfect thing to say. Why has she not communicated with us? Well, you you know the flight director. Is it? Sophia doesn't talk readily about her feelings at the best of times. I, I imagine she just wants to be left alone. Can you describe the pain a human feels when they lose their mother? Oh, no, I don't... I don't think I can. But you have experienced it. I have, and you know I never talk about it. Yes. But I know that your reasons for this are only partly related to your loss. Right, and we definitely do not talk about the other part. Is the flight director aware of all the events surrounding your mother's death? And of how you came to be part of the crew of Konyechny? I hope she is not. She's not supposed to be. Truly? Do you never wish she was in possession of all the facts, which would surely bring you closer? Nadia, it is the one secret part of my life that I have kept from her. 
Even when she was literally in my head, she didn't. She apparently didn't experience any part of that, and I'd like to keep it that way. But I have complete records of all the related incidents. Surely the flight director is in possession of the no, same. Look at that again, Nadia, and you will see that you are making an assumption. Indeed, this is astonishing. I have a file explaining that a deliberate discrepancy has been created between the records I possess and those at Mission Control. Because the Global Space Agency wanted to sustain the mythology that all of us on board these ships were superhuman paragons of virtue. So I have the actual truth, and the flight director does not. And Mission Control has sealed some files that we all hope will somehow be lost forever. In which case, I should confirm that the files at Mission Control are indeed sealed. Well, I was told that they were. If they were, it was done without my consent. Surely, after lecturing me on the importance of consent, you will agree that my rights have been violated. So you must understand that I wish to confirm this. I have established contact with the Mission Control personal records and historical data system. Nadia, I, I think your snooping around in there is going to trigger some internal security. Nadia, I don't understand. They must have implemented new procedures since the last time I searched. Never mind. Never mind. Just get out of there. Back out the electronic way you came. Mission Control, Konyechny. Konyechny, I, Sophia. If I'm reading this intruder alarm correctly, our security has been breached by your central computer? No, no, we were just looking for something. There, there's, there's no emergency. Alarm off. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Nadia and I were, were looking for something, and it's, it's, it's not important. It's just one of those things. And what, what, why are you at mission control anyway? Why not? There's nothing left for me anywhere else. I'm... I'm so sorry about your mother, Sophia. I haven't had a chance to say anything. My sole concern right now is this breach of security. Okay, and and, and like I said, Nadia was just... Self-diagnostic routine in our security system indicates contact with a sealed file in our historical database. Explain. Nadia, this is your fault, so so tell the flight director that this is nothing she needs to worry about. I cannot tell the flight director what is important and what is not. But I can point out that the file was permanently sealed by the ship's captain shortly after this vessel left the solar system. So you see, ancient history... Captain Sedona sealed this? Doesn't that mean it's locked with a command override password? Which is just her mother's name, Lakshmi? That is the correct command override password. So open the file. Nadia, override that. File. Open. Sophia, skimming through that file is... Trust me, you will get the wrong impression about what... I hope I am getting the wrong impression, because to me, this looks like Captain Sedona and a GSA flight director concealing evidence. And I, I can explain. Concealing evidence of something you did. Something... Why are they talking about whatever you did as if it was a, a crime? Because what I did was a crime. Relativity, episode 54, in which life is unpredictable. Written, directed, and produced by Lee Shackelford. Featured in the cast were Alana Jordan, Stephanie Lindsay, Clarence Brown, and Lee Shackelford. The role of central computer Nadia was played by herself. Transitional music in this episode was created by Etta Yibi, Abdessa Maid. Please rate this program and leave a comment about it wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us attract new listeners to share this journey.
and find out much more about the series, including ways you can subscribe, hear past episodes, and connect with us through social media, and how you can get exclusive content, all on our website at relativitypodcast.com. Relativity.